Hello, it's Cello. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Um, I want to apologize that I'm not super consistent with these episodes, but I guess you could say I'm consistent in the fact that I do end up posting a podcast, even if it is a week and a half or so later from the last one. Um, I'm really just kind of going along with this project. Like I said a couple weeks ago, and what I've been doing is I've just been kind of going where my mind takes me. At the same time, you know, if if I give myself the pressure of having to post a podcast like once every single week on the same day, same time, that also kind of adds a little bit more anxiety on my part. So I just kind of go along with it and I try to definitely post a podcast at least once every two weeks, you know, and I try not to postpone it too much because I do want to keep things relevant. I do want to keep things, you know, up to date. This morning I woke up and it was beautiful outside. It was a nice like 68 degrees and here in Natick, Massachusetts, it's been 90 degree weather for pretty much the whole summer and it's finally nice to catch a break and get a nice morning where I can just sit outside, drink some coffee and it's not super humid and I can just kind of enjoy a soft breeze. It's Usually when it's 90 degrees outside in Natick, it's like 80 degrees by 6 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning, Um, which also I'm more of a morning person myself. I love getting up and just enjoying my mornings by myself in the silence, and I'm definitely used to not be this type of person who would get up at like 6. Usually I would sleep in until noon, but in the past few years, I've kind of conditioned myself to get up early and I try not to sleep in past eight. Early to bed, early to rise is more my style now and I love waking up early, drinking a cup of coffee and just and, and just enjoying it. I was re-listening to some of my episodes and I noticed that when I just sit down and follow where my thoughts lead me, I sound a little less like a robot. I, I was listening to my other episodes and I'm kind of like, hello, it's Cello. Welcome to my podcast. But um, I realized that that's probably not the best sounding. I kind of cringe listening to it. Um, But I love seeing kind of my growth and to see where I'm going and, you know, how much more comfortable I am behind this mic. And I honestly think that this podcast is a constant learning curve for me. And I kind of like having something that I could always look back on and also something that I of level where I'm at in the moment and just kind of compare them to see, you know, what the difference is. So enough about that. Let's get into more of the meat of this podcast. So today I wanted to explore my Mexican roots and what it really means for me to say that I'm half Mexican and half white. Well, technically I'm three quarters Mexican um, because my biological father was full Mexican and then my biological mother was half Mexican and half white or Caucasian. A couple things happened this past week that sort of led me to choose this topic and kind of expand on it. The first was that I was asked how I have come to accept my Mexican roots and how I've come to learn to speak Spanish pretty well. That was from a coworker, and honestly he just openly expressed interest which I thought was kind of cool because I don't get that very often and it was kind of nice to share this kind of story about me. The other is that I accepted a new part-time job recently and I will actually be speaking Spanish pretty much the whole time during that job. So it kind of also has me kind of thinking about, you know, 
you know, my, my growth from being someone who used to speak Spanish, then forgot it, and then had to learn it all over again to get to the point where I am today. So to begin, honestly, for me, Spanish is not just a language. It's more than that. My relationship with Spanish and my Mexican roots have been pretty rocky because the language involves a lot of trauma, hurt, and confusion. If you listen to my past episodes, then you already know that my biological father was Mexican and he physically abused me and my brother and sexually abused me as well. My brother and I sort of associated Spanish with that abuse. So growing up, if anyone spoke Spanish around us, we would cover our ears and go, oh, la, la, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. And my parents always thought it was kind of funny, but to this day, it's like I kind of realized why we did that. We just hated everything that had to do with Spanish and anything Mexican. When my brother and I were put in foster care, we literally just stopped speaking Spanish for the most part. I think my brother kept speaking Spanish a little bit, but eventually he too forgot it. Um, I just all out stopped. And we didn't really grow up in a Latinx household. My mom knows a little bit of Spanish, but my dad is actually a fluent Spanish speaker. And actually, if you were to close your eyes and just listen to him speak in Spanish, you wouldn't have any idea that he's actually not a native Spanish speaker because he can speak so well. But they never spoke Spanish to us because we always just plugged our ears and didn't want to hear it. Uh, The only Spanish I would listen to was Selena Quintanilla. Selena was and is to this day my absolute idol. As a kid growing up in foster care and with my parents and after I was adopted growing up, I had two CDs that I would listen and I would listen to them constantly. Besides listening to Selena, between the ages of four and 14, I didn't really try to learn Spanish. I actually didn't really accept my Mexican roots. In fact, I rejected them for most of my life. I didn't want anything to do with Spanish or anything Mexican. I always bubbled in those standardized tests when they ask about your ethnicity. I always bubbled that I was white under the like ethnicity section or I think it was Caucasian. Um, And I would only circle Hispanic because that's literally what I've been told to do my whole life. I didn't do it because I actively chose to, but that's what my parents and teachers told me to put. When I was 15 years old, I had to take a Spanish class because two years of a foreign language in high school is required to go to college. I did the class because I had to. When I started the class, I kind of realized that I was able to learn and retain the Spanish just a little bit faster than my peers. And when I was a senior in high school, I was given the opportunity to take my third year of Spanish. I was surprised that I actually wanted to take that class because I wanted to keep learning Spanish. And honestly, every single year, I just love Spanish even more and more. The more I learned about Mexico and Central and South America, the more interested I was. It wasn't until my senior year that I actually started to accept my Mexican heritage. I wasn't comfortable speaking Spanish in front of my Spanish-speaking friends because I didn't know how to speak it all that well. I also thought that because I couldn't speak Spanish well, I couldn't identify as Latina. But bringing back Selena, I found a quote by her that says, I feel very proud to be Mexican. I didn't have the opportunity to learn Spanish when I was a girl, but it's never too late to get in touch with your roots. After reading this quote, I had this huge epiphany like, oh my God, if Selena, la reina de Tejano, identified as Latina, then I could too. When I found this quote, it changed my life. And honestly, I have lived every day since that 
wanting to become more in touch with my Mexican roots. Um, because of this, I also chose to go to San Diego State University because it was so abundant in Chicanx culture. Not to mention that to this day, my absolute favorite class was Chicanx studies. Even when I was super depressed and failing every class at third year, I made it to this Chicanx studies class 90% of the time. I sprained my ankle that year because I decided to skateboard in the rain. And I sprained it so bad that I couldn't even walk. And yet, I managed to get my crutches and crutch to class. And honestly, I would have gotten a B if I had done the final. Um, And the professor actually gave me an incomplete in that class and told me that she would fix the grade once I turned in my final. But at that point, I really just didn't care at all and took the fail. During my time in San Diego, I also decided to study abroad in Mexico for two months, and I absolutely loved it. I felt even more in love with the culture, the history, and the language, and the food, even if it did give me chorro on occasion, which is diarrhea in Spanish. But it was honestly worth it. Funny enough, I have never been more proud and more connected to my Mexican roots than I am now, even though I live in Massachusetts. I feel more connected to my Mexican roots than I did even when I was living in Mexico because I was yet still learning to kind of be proud of it and accept it. Um, That's not to say that there isn't an abundant Latino and Hispanic influence around here in Massachusetts. In fact, if you go to downtown Framingham, the city next to where I live, almost every storefront is Brazilian, Portuguese, Colombian, and Mexican. I don't have that many people to speak Spanish to, but I do have a good friend from school, and we definitely do make an effort to speak in Spanish most of the time. Although it's usually Spanglish and mix between Spanish and English, but um, we still try really hard to keep it up. I also keep up my Spanish by watching movies, TV shows, and by listening to a lot of music in Spanish. In fact, that's actually all I listen to is like Bad Bunny, Daddy Yankee, J Balvin, um, and Osuna and all those uh, Mexican artists. As I accepted my Spanish roots, I also found that a lot of the women I admire happen to be Latina or have like some type of Hispanic heritage, like Jennifer Lopez, Sonia Sotomayor, Frida Kahlo, Selena. And often when I tell people that Selena is my favorite artist, they say like, oh, she's a good artist or I love her music or that her story is really sad. But for me, Selena is how I found my identity as a Latina. She's more than just an artist. Spanish, like I said, is more than just a language. All of this has added to me becoming who I am today. Selena didn't learn to speak Spanish until she was almost 9 or 10, which was when she actually started singing in Spanish. There are interviews of her messing up some Spanish words, but everyone loved her and saw her as the Latina that she was. So when I realized that, I decided that from then on, I was going to say that I am Latina. My Spanish may still need work. My last name may be Swedish and Danish. I may not have grown up in a Latinx culture, but I am Latina, and that took me a long time to say. Selena helped me become the Latina I am today who, without question, can take a job that requires a Spanish-speaking person, who can go to another country and speak Spanish with confidence, even if I do make some mistakes. So, if there's any of you guys who are learning a new language, my biggest advice to you is to make the mistakes. Use the language whenever you can. I have never met someone who laughed at me because I didn't speak Spanish well enough. If anything, they knew that I wasn't a native speaker because my Spanish is actually more grammatically correct and kind of more formal. Um, When I was in Spain, I noticed that 
everyone I came into contact with were kinder to me because I made that effort to speak Spanish. A bartender even gave me an extra shot in my drink for free because I spoke Spanish to him instead of English. I feel like in the United States, a lot of Americans make fun of people for not speaking English correctly. So we expect others to do that to us when we're trying to learn a foreign language. But that's not usually the case. At least <clears throat> it's never been for me. So this is the point of the podcast where I try to recap like the lessons that I've learned from my experiences. So that that was the first one. You know, if you're learning a new language, make that effort, make the mistakes. Because honestly, you're going to learn more from those mistakes than not speaking at all. And I guess the next lesson is that it's never too late to find who you are in this world. I'm 26 years old and honestly, I feel more like myself than I have ever been in my life. We are constantly learning new things about ourselves and I think it's important to realize that people do change. People do form new identities as we get older. I didn't start to fully accept that I was Latina and make the effort to actively let people know I was Latina until honestly I moved to Massachusetts most of the time, people assume that cello is a funky name, but when they ask about it, I say, oh, it's short for Consuelo, and cello is a common nickname for Consuelo in many Spanish-speaking countries, and also that I am Latina, and that's why my name is Consuelo. It's actually kind of funny because people don't automatically think that I have Mexican roots. <clears throat> they think I'm Hawaiian, Asian, Greek, and sometimes Italian, too. I get a lot of different things. So... Now that I am starting that job that I mentioned before, where I'm going to be speaking Spanish the whole time, I decided that I wanted to actively immerse myself with Spanish. And I'm doing that by actually just staying inside my house. And I feel like a lot of people, especially nowadays, are struggling to kind of keep up a foreign language because they are, you know, remote or quarantining or, you know, sheltering in place. And the ways that I am immersing myself with Spanish is by actively thinking in Spanish. So if I'm sitting at work or in the house, I kind of just look around and whatever's in my head, I just translate to Spanish. Not only that, but I'm only watching uh, Spanish like shows and movies right now or without any subtitles because I want to get used to just hearing Spanish all the time because then I can speak it a lot more you know, fluently without having to translate in my head. So these are little things that I'm doing to keep my Spanish up that also could help you if you're trying to learn a new language as well. So that wraps up this episode and I hope you really enjoyed this. I know this wasn't like my usual kind of episode where I'm like, oh, this is what I've learned. This is how I can help you if you are in the same place. This is more kind of a background and was also kind of circling in my head as I'm immersing myself more with my Spanish and trying to become more fluent and stuff like that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and honestly I can't wait to see what the next episode will bring. I love having this level of uncertainty and just seeing where it goes. So thank you for listening and until next time.